Hello and welcome to I Hate Your Movie, a podcast where me and Dan sit down and make each other watch films that we may or may not like. This week we watched Extraction. That's the right name. <laughs> a film that obviously Dan really enjoyed. He's got a lot of good things to say about it. The film came out in 2020. It was one of those movies that came out in 2020. One of the three. <laughs> it was Trolls, World Tour, Bad Boys for Life and Extraction. Film starring Chris Hemsworth as a badass ex-army person. I don't think it ever actually says what he did in the army. It's not important. He's a badass. That's all you need to know. Yeah, there's a lot of vagueness in the film. He's a well-trained badass. First things we need to get out of the way is what's your one-sentence review? Okay, so my one-sentence review is I want to give credit to the intern who tried to destroy this movie by rubbing curry paste on it. <laughs> um, on the film reels but while you did an admirable effort uh, it did not destroy a film uh, please use a more corrosive liquid next time so I suspect uh, we may have the same point here so the first note I wrote down when watching this film is orange filter over the camera Dan's gonna hate this <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as wordy as you I just wrote <laughs> yellow <laughs> <laughs> it does go away throughout the film though because they do at some yes. points change it to a blue filter <laughs> yes so the film starts with a flash forward to the end of the film yeah pointlessly pointlessly yeah it has this yellow filter which is kind of like a cliche of film showing India it's even like 100 times more <laughs> potent in this film but the funny thing is right so we have this flash forward and Chris Hemsworth is in it and then we have the normal movie start, and the yellow filter goes away. And the yellow filter comes back when Chris Hemsworth is back in the movie. So I'm wondering if, like, we see through his racist lens oh my God. the movie. <laughs> because <laughs> there's no... I don't understand. Like, the other bit doesn't even look like India. Well, the movie is supposed to take place in Bangladesh. Okay. But they shot in India. So we see uh, through the racist lens of Chris Hemsworth, this <laughs> <laughs> society... He's actually, he's not even in India. He's just in a corner shop somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's an India, Indian district. <laughs> the Bangladeshi district. This film is actually based on a graphic novel. Oh. Did you know that? No. Cool. Don't know how you pronounce it. It's spelled C-I-U-D-A-D. Never heard of it. Ciudad. Anyway. Is it like uh, a Bangladeshi comic? No, it's written by the Russo brothers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Weird. As a graphic novel writer... That will definitely be on your Christmas list. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up Joe Russo credited with the screenplay on this. Mm -hmm. Like, what did he write? Bang, bang, <laughs> shebang, bim, bum. Did a bang, bang, bangity, bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity, bang. Bang, bang, bangity, bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity, bang. Yeah, that's what he wrote. And then Hand in is like, do something with this. I don't know. I understand how for a normie... This is like a really, <laughs> like you, this is like a really exciting, non-stop action film. And this is exactly why I thought it was fucking boring. I really tried to go in with open mind. I really did. The movie whittled me down slowly and slowly, slowly. And I just didn't care at the end about anything. And just started maniacally laughing at everything. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> film starts with this flash forward. Not really sure why. Didn't really get the purpose of that. To be excited for future action, I guess. In the flash forward, he's dying. So it's like, he's going to die. This is how he dies. Which is a weird way to start an action film about, like, an mm. action guy who's impervious. I didn't mind that. I think it's, yeah, kind of like a tone setter, I guess. If anything. It's like, um, 
What's a good? Because I've done the same as well in Blender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've done the flash forward guy dying at the end. Yeah. I guess you could argue it's what's more interesting, seeing the journey or the end, you know? So then we see him, yeah, he's not very well. And then it cuts over to a kid in a school. Ovi. Ovi, yes, Ovi. Played by... No, I can't, Go on, I then. Can't, Go on. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> uh, I'll the, wait till the... you perfectly pronounce that name. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, the kid, Ovi. God, he was terrible. Uh, yeah, he wasn't very good. But I have another note here, because at this point it changes from the orange filter, or the yellow yeah, filter, yeah. to a blue filter. Yes. And it's like, Ovi's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Ovi doesn't have friends. Ovi doesn't have a family. To be fair, it's a kind of an interesting... Um, if we have a discussion of movie colouring, it is a kind of detour from the norm, which is blue is usually used for action. Okay. I don't know why yellow is really used for. So I guess it was a kind of reversal on that, but... I don't know. It just looked ugly. <laughs> Both ways, the yellow and the blue. <laughs> so there's a bit I didn't understand here because you get introduced to Ovi and he's got his little group of friends and he's being driven around everywhere in this limo. And he's like, these friends are jeering him to go buy a girl a coffee. And it's like, well, I can't, I've got no money. But you're a very, very rich kid. And then they go to a club. Mm-hmm. even though they're about like 14 which didn't really make sense and then they're buying all these drinks in the club and the girl's there and it's and he's still like no i guess you could say that when they were pushing him to buy coffee for the girl he was trying to be more under the radar which he's supposed to be okay almost like a witness protection kind of deal and then they pushed him far enough where he went to this party. Okay. Ovi is the son of a drug lord that's in prison. Yeah. Is that ever said that he's a criminal? Yes. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I tried uh, to pay attention, <laughs> I swear. In the briefing that they give Chris Hemsworth, Rake. <laughs> it's a great name. It's better than John Powers. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, it's in the briefing. He says, like, this is a really powerful drug lord. This one's behind bars. They're both like neighboring towns or cities or countries Mm -hmm. and they're both the head drug pins and there's loads of bad blood between them yeah neighboring countries because the end action scene takes place between india bangladesh border okay ovi gets kidnapped and the friend gets shot in the head by the police all of a sudden it's quite a shocking thing yeah it was quite a shocking film and then i saw the digital blood spurts and then nothing was shocking anymore is that better or worse than nothing at all? People get shot in the head. Yeah. So you can't have blood packs strapped to the side of someone's head. True. I think that digital blood spurts are a lot better than, say, Venom, where there's no blood at all. Yeah, maybe. But for me, it's very distracting. We just see this, like, mist that just disappears in the air. And all the shockness comes out. The, to be fair, there were quite a few moments in this movie where I flinched. Yeah. yeah. I did. I think I heard you flinch when Rake has the rake. Yeah, when he has the, <laughs> Rake has the rake rake and almost pushes a guy's eye into it at this point you know ov's kidnapped and the left hand man henchman saju goes to visit the dad in jail and the dad threatens to kill saju's family yeah saju is the henchman main yeah. henchman of the criminal man who's behind bars and is the father of ov yeah Thank you for listening. <laughs> Exposition done. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want more story or less story. I kind of appreciated that it's kind of bare bones and it's just actions, like no bullshit crap. But at the same time, so I didn't hear that he was a crime lord at the beginning. Okay. So I kind of was wondering what the fuck 
is this guy. And my idea was, and I also didn't hear that it's in Bangladesh. Or maybe they said Dhaka, and I didn't remember there was a Bangladeshi city. So I kind of imagine this movie as more on the border of India and Pakistan, as like a Kashmir movie. Kashmir is like this, like the second most militarized border in the world after the North Korea, South Korea thing. It's a very contentious border. I thought it would be interesting if the criminal who's in prison is instead like a politician who's in prison. Wow, you gave this film so many more layers I know. than I made it. <laughs> I know, but like, because at the end I'm like, when I figured out he's just a criminal, so what, what am I rooting for? The, the murderer, <laughs> one murderer over the other, one criminal over the other, because he has a kid. Well, you're rooting for the kid, because the kid's a good kid. Yeah, but that's you know. so slim to me. I, I need something bigger to attach myself into. Yeah, you need like some bigger stakes, bigger ideas, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of extraction, you don't really need to have heard those things. You just see a guy in prison mm-hmm. and he's threatening someone. You don't need to know more than that. He that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I feel two ways about it, that I could have had more and I could have had even less. I do appreciate that this movie is bare bones and it's just all about the action and doesn't bullshit you too much. But at the same time, if I want to enjoy a movie and want to root for a hero, I need some like some bigger stakes, bigger ideas, you know? So I'm going like action film things. That you're not rescuing the kid, you're rescuing the nuclear codes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't like that. I like that it's a kind of just a story about like some random kid. I guess because the lengths it goes to at the end of how many police, corrupt police is involved in this and everything. And that would have been an interesting angle, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. The ending is over the top. Boring. <laughs> I was so bored. <laughs> so, you set up all of this stuff and then in comes the hero, Mr. Chris Hemsworth. Here comes the white saviour. <laughs> yeah, I've read a lot of, like, <laughs> reviews of, like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. What I really liked about this film, and you don't see it very often in films these days, is Chris Hemsworth gets to be Australian. I was wondering, other than him saying mate, I kind of heard his Thor English accent. Okay. I'm not good with accents, so I trust you on this, honestly. Yeah, he just sounded like Australian to me. Yeah. And there's so many Australian and English actors. <laughs> Tors. <laughs> there's so many English and Australian actors in Hollywood, and they've all got American accents. Mm. It's just nice for them to be able to play themselves. Yeah. I didn't hear that sing-songy cadence that Australians have. Okay. He's yeah. a badass. He's not going to have a sing-song <laughs> cadence. He's going to growl at you through gritted teeth. I wanted him to sound like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. You can tell immediately that Chris Hemworth a badass because he's just yeah. sitting there drinking a beer and his mate's scared of a little trip into the water a little like a little 120 foot (laughs) drop into the water yeah chris hamsworth jumps into this water from really really high up it's like badass i thought it'd be funny if he jumps into the water and credits start rolling (laughs) (laughs) because water can be very very hard the higher jump the bigger force you put on it so he basically would have just hit like cement and just Ah. broken into pieces wrong okay wrong 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 i saw a mythbusters Yes, well, some most of what you're saying is right, but I looked this up because it's on Wikipedia trivia. Mm-hmm. The person was saying exactly what you said, 100 foot drop, it's like cement and it would kill you. And then someone said, actually, the world record is 192 foot, and if you do it right, then you survive. Survive? Maybe. <laughs> but... Well, no, because it's what people have done that, and then they've just swam up and they've went, hey, I've done it. Yeah. 
There's my legs. <laughs> Swimming away. So, yeah, it is possible if you okay. were properly trained. The only thing that isn't possible, hitting the water with that impact would force the air out of your lungs and mm. you then wouldn't be able to meditate underwater for some reason. <laughs> I have another note about that. How is he getting back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is pretty much just like a, a well. It's like a chasm <laughs> of thing. And it doesn't look like you can like... You can maybe climb up, but that's it. There's yeah, no like stairs like, or anything. Oh, even if there is stairs, that would take you a good solid hour yeah. or two to get back. <laughs> and the thing is, he's gone, hold my beer. Yeah. He's got like a half-finished beer, <laughs> but that is going to be flat as fuck by the time he gets yeah. back. He goes back and it's like dawn or uh, dusk. <laughs> and they're like, so, was it worth it? <laughs> no. Oh, we got the family flashbacks cliche. I'm so happy that I only got like a few sentences of mention throughout mm. the whole movie. I was thinking it'd be like a whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. I was just so happy that they didn't dwell on it too much. Although that is the worst scene of the movie when they start to explain it. But it's not a terrible Hollywood like constantly dwelling on your family that left you kind of deal. Yeah, I was expecting a big family scene where yeah. they're like, I love you, daddy. Mm -hmm. And then the kid would say something as well. Yeah, and Chris Hemsworth and some 29-year-old actress uh, frolicking around in the bed. <laughs> you know, Rolling the around on the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, at this point, he goes home and it's clear that he's a mess. He's a mm. drunk. He pops pills. Oh, to forget the memory of his son. Yeah. What I did like about this, though, is that the wife left him. Yeah, that was also interesting. It wasn't that they died, both yeah. of them. That, that would be the typical thing. Yeah. It was that the son died of an illness, and then the wife leaves him. Yeah. Because he's miserable. Yeah, I thought that was, you know... It was different. Yeah. I think the subtle was the wrong word, but <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I started to count and tally how many times they say extraction. <laughs> really? Do you want to guess? <laughs> I'm going to guess four because I just read your notes. Ah, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard so many times a title mentioned in a movie before. I actually did look up. There was um, working titles for this film. Uh, I can't remember what they are now, but they were terrible. <laughs> well, the title is terrible. It's better than the the, the <laughs> other ones, trust me. Uh, I don't know, it's so generic. Extraction. It's to the point. So, Nick turns up. That's the woman. So that's the woman's name. That's Nick, all her name? Nick Khan. Okay. That's her character's name or actress's that's name? That's the character's name. Can you pronounce the actress's name? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are failing as a movie podcast. <laughs> Two white dudes. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, so Nick turns up and recruits him. Mm -hmm. You know, as he says in the film, chickens aren't cheap. He needs to earn that money because he lives in a shack in the Australian outback. I don't know what he needs money for, but... Uh, well, my impression was that he doesn't need money, but he wants to fucking die. Okay. And he's too chicken to do it himself. There was several points throughout the film where he's now just come home now, leave the kid, come home. And he's like, no, give me my money. Well, that's because he's attracted to Indian boys. Uh, as we find out that's his kryptonite that's his one weakness oh, of half naked Indian boys I don't think I saw that scene I think I missed that one I must have been in the toilet or something alright so no, to be fair so he he likes kids <laughs> <laughs> he he's uh, how would you say that I'm not in he's, way he's very protective of, of 
half naked Indian children. Why? When is he half naked? Not him. The kid with the gun later. When's he half naked? He's wearing a tank top and shorts. It's hot. No, no, not that one. Uh, the little though one, the one that he lets live. He's also wearing a tank top, isn't he? No, and that's the first scene where we see he's impartial to little boys. <laughs> You mean he doesn't want to shoot children? Yeah. (laughs) I think that's very different from what you're implying. (laughs) I guess he sees his own dead son. Right, so yeah, he gets hired for the extraction. This is where you find out about all the drug lord kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it was here I asked you to show me the time of the film. Yeah, I was wondering why you asked that. I want to see what time the action starts. The action starts 19 minutes in. That's pretty good, but... At the same time, the film was too long for what it was, I think. It was two hours. It could have been standard one and a half hour easily and have the same impact, even more of an impact, I think. Yeah, you could have cut a lot of story out of it. Especially in the last half an hour. Not even story, because I, I think the story was pretty bad bones, but you could have cut some of the action scenes. But you can't take out the action, because that's what the film is. Yeah, but it's how much of it is, you know. You don't want to be excessive. Of course you do. Uh, Well, okay, you want to be excessive in terms of visuals and the explosions and the gun and this and that, but the amount of action scenes could have been cut down. No. Yeah. No, that's the whole point of the film. It's like John Wick, I recently watched number four, and that is all action. Mm -hmm. That is all action sequence. That is two, maybe even two and a half hours of pure John Wick running around shooting people in the head. What, so would you watch like a four-hour action movie that's just action? I wouldn't, but... That's to me, that's what this is. One and a half hours is completely enough for me. Okay. Two hours is a bit too much for me for an action movie. It's like chocolate. You eat too much of it. Yeah, you start yeah. to feel sick. Yeah. <clears throat> What's wrong with you? I'm sick. I don't know why. Have you considered the 60-inch diameter cookie you're reading? <laughs> How can something that's delicious make me sick? Unless too much of a good thing is actually a bad thing. Yeah, so the action starts... Chris Hemworth starts kicking ass. You want to say his name again? No. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth, kicking ass. He's tied up in a room and he's been walked down some stairs and then he escapes. My favourite part of this scene is where he's got the zip ties on his hands and then he pulls it tighter with his his teeth and then snaps it on his leg. Mm -hmm. Before we move on completely to the action scene, I saw a good acting moment from him. Yeah? Yeah, Chris, Crims, Crims Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> when he sees Ovi, he kind of gets emotional. Really? Yeah, and that's when it clicked for me. Oh, he likes little children. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it clicked to me that he, he likes... <laughs> His kryptonite is children. Somewhere in here is the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just through his acting. They, he didn't say anything. And that was good. He like has that. some good moments in this where yeah. he acts. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He just acts. <laughs> well done for acting. That's your job. But, but well done. You've done your job. Gold star. Yeah, so lots of stuff happens. Rake kills a man with a rake. He takes the hood off of Ovi. And Ovi looks around the room and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why would he trust that man? Why would he go with that man? He just killed everyone. He killed his captors. I guess, yeah. But then he tries to kill his babysitter. Yeah, true. (laughs) And then we have a weird cut that felt a bit of a shock to me, where you get introduced to the bad drug lord. Yeah. And so the bad drug lord has a fat henchman. I think they're trying to discover who's stolen money from them. Mm -hmm. And 
the fat guy just picks up one of the kids and just chucks him off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's a smart, fair tactic, but then the, one of the kids point out that maybe he was the one who stole it. You idiot. I think the implication is that it wasn't that kid. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. he's clever enough to say... Yeah, that was fairly clever. Kind of like that scene, but it just goes nowhere. Yeah. What did you think of the bad drug lord? I liked his performance. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was lazy. All you got to do is smirk for um, two hours. He came off kind of cool to me. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I kind of liked him, yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I was this... Was it before or after he threw the children off the roof? <laughs> that was my favorite part. You know how I feel about murdering children. Um, the problem was it was he felt cool to me and a cool villain, but at the same time it was disappointing because of the end, which we'll get into. Let's get into the action scenes, shall yeah. we? Yeah. I wrote down, digital blood, boo. Yeah. Brutal fight, to be fair. But they have this car chase. Yes. So he rescues Ovi, then they jump in the car. He rescues Ovi, they jump in the car. At first, I really wanted to give the movie credit because it was a one-shot sequence. Mm -hmm. But then I realized it's a one-shot sequence made up of 26 different hidden cuts. And actually, some of them were quite badly put together. So if you can't pull it off, you know, don't do it. I've heard that the director, who used to be a stuntman, for uh, Avengers movies. Do, yeah, do you know who he was the stuntman for? Captain America. He's the Captain America stuntman. You should probably hire a good uh, director of photography if you don't know what you're doing. And he himself, in that car chase, handled the camera and it shows because it was quite bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he handled the camera, but yeah, so some of them scenes they did like 25 takes yeah. to get it to line up. And it still didn't line up. It still didn't line up greatly. <laughs> but like, I read a thing where at one point, the director was like strapped down to the hood of a car and they're holding the camera. Yeah. So you can't really blame him for, for not having a perfect shot. Yeah. I, but then don't attempt something like this. I thought it was really immersive. Yeah. Even if it, it is a bit like, whoa, every yeah. now and again, it's quite immersive. Uh, the other of... thing I didn't like uh, is digital camera shake, mm. which is just action moves just need to stop that. That's like a plague on society because it's already a pretty hectic action scene with characters everywhere and there's a car moving and turning 180 and then even the camera's turning and, and you don't need camera shake on top of that just just leave it it made me nauseous <laughs> and it really did <laughs> because it's like camera shake okay now pen down so we can match that shot with another shot you know i hate camera shake shaky cam yeah. in general it, i've never enjoyed it mm. like if you can't make an action sequence good enough to just film it mm -hmm. you are not making it better by shaking the camera it yeah. doesn't work it's it's, yeah. it's rubbish and it's digital camera shake for sure oh, really? it was very cold and not natural yeah so he rescues Ovi and then they takes him to a second location mm -hmm. and he gets changed and this is where you see his human side takes off his shirt as he's getting changed into his tactical gear and he's got cuts and all on his back and, and Ovi sees it and he's like oh he's human after all hey in this movie, there's no women to undress for, so it's a little Indian boy. <laughs> so, I thought it was a show of muscles scene, kind of. Okay, now I've because he, he looks a bit scared because he yeah. sees that he's not indestructible. He's got great packs. <laughs> you see his back. <laughs> it's his back. You know, he doesn't start flexing <laughs> for the kid. I mean, it was just shy of that, pretty much. I've got like an extra idea for the chase scene. It would have been cool. Yeah. And colourful. <laughs> cool and colourful. Yeah. I just imagine them driving through the gay pride parade. <laughs> it's almost that. 
they could have done the holy celebrations where people are outside and they just throw powder at each other. Yeah, it would have been. Imagine cool. that on the car windshield. Yeah, that's they the thing. To, like yeah. flip the. Yeah, imagine that, and then robbers. imagine just people just leaning into the car, just throwing <laughs> you a bunch of colored powder. I thought that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. It'd be quite hard to for continuation. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, they get to the extraction point, and there's the boat, and everybody starts getting murdered on the boat. And the sniper's looking at the boat. By the way, the sniper, do you know who the sniper is? No. He is Sam Hargrave. He is the director of the film. Uh, The sniper is him. That was very jarring to me, because up until then it felt like he's completely alone. Okay. And I didn't know there's a team. I kind of like that aspect of it, actually. But it should have been, I don't know, more obvious from the start, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I I always assumed that he would meet up with a team of people at the extraction point. I think it says at some point that they're on a boat and there's a people waiting for him yeah, in the briefing. I think I assume that those are guides more than other mercenaries. <laughs> Tour guides. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like how journalists need a guy who talks to the locals and shit. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like that. Because Chris, Chris Ham's man, Chris, Chris Ham's Rick didn't know how to speak that language. He knew money. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, no, he's going to be, like, a super genius as well because he starts talking in that language. I was like, uh, but no, he just knows, like, two words. Where's the money? The money first, the things like that. So, yeah, the double cross happens, and we discovered that Saju hired the extraction team. Yeah. The Australian extraction team. Yeah. And then the idea was to get into the boat, but then Saju kills everyone on the boat and kills the sniper tries to kill Chris Hemsworth in the hope that he doesn't have to pay the extraction team he can just oh. murder them you see I didn't get that at all I didn't how uh, I don't know <laughs> this is the explosions movie <laughs> I wasn't looking for the plot well that's why you didn't see one mm. so yeah Saju double crosses them okay which as the film goes on doesn't really make sense at all no no especially at the end yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Saju's now trying to kill Hemsman, Hemsrake. Hemsrake. And this bit really <laughs> maybe like I, I didn't really understand because this is another car chase at this point, and Saju's driving after Chris Hemsworth, and he's shooting at the car that the kid's in. <laughs> he's desperate, I guess. Before they get to the next hiding spot, they put on these masks. Yes. To cover the identity, but they stand out way more than, <laughs> than anyone else. They put on these masks because it was filmed during COVID. And yeah. Then, and then they had to. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite scenes in this film is when they shoot. <laughs> <laughs> when the explosion happens. <laughs> the boom boom happens. <laughs> they find themselves in like a block of flats. This is really cool. I think, because they start taking it to different people's perspectives and it hands over to different people at different times. Mm. So I think you see Hemsrake go into a building and then it takes the view of the police raiding the building. Mm. And this is really good because obviously you know Rake's going to come out and murder everyone. But it's good. It's like a really tension-building thing where you're them. Yeah. And it seems a bit odd to me to see it from their perspective and the fear in them and they're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of really humanizes them before they murder them. That happens later on where Saju takes Ovi and then Chris Hemsrake. He hits him with the bus. Yeah, it goes to Rake and then it goes to the kid because the kid runs away and that shows you how they get separated. And then somehow it goes back to Rake 
because he gets like thrown out a window, he jumps out a window or something, and he gets yeah. thrown onto a bus, and he lands, and then you see Ovi in the background getting taken by Saju. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was a really interesting way to do an action scene where you don't just follow the action hero. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will take that <laughs> I will take that yeah. admission that it was yeah. interestingly done it was interestingly done ah, I had to wash out my mouth with the soap <laughs> and then Hemsrake hits Saju with a bus but somehow doesn't hit Ovi who he's literally standing next to Yeah, and Saju survives somehow well I think most of this film is like, yeah, how would you survive that? Yeah, you true. couldn't actually that's survive true. that. I usually complain about action movies, that, especially modern action movies, that a hero is invincible. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote down a positive note that he makes mistakes and gets punched and stuff. He does like make mistakes. Like my, One of my favourite little bits in the movie where he, through the chase scene, someone's guiding him, is like, take a left. Oh, fine. I forgot to take a left. <laughs> and he, got, he turns to turn around. I like that bit. But... I still don't care. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I, I still, I feel like I need it. You know who I think the perfect action movie protagonist is? Go on. Uh, the pregnant lady in Fargo. I'm not joking. Right. <laughs> because I think for me, the more of a vulnerability is in the protagonist and the more they have to overcome, it's the more interesting it is. Like I'm really excited in Fargo because I'm worried about the pregnant lady. Like I really, I have like a gut reaction if she would get hurt. But, Chris Hemsworth, he wants to die anyway, (laughs) and he's just badass, you know, I still don't care. Yeah. So they have a little patching up scene where he sorts himself out and does a sat nab, and they're like, leave the kid, just leave him to die. And he's like, no, because I'm, I don't know. Go on, go on. How would you phrase that? (laughs) I'm rescuing this kid from danger. (laughs) Putting him into a different kind of danger. They get confronted by a child army. They do. I have a separate name for this segment. Hemsworth Claws versus Child Army. <laughs> which is, he's trained to kill, but he doesn't want to kill kids. Yeah. So he just gives them permanent brain damage. <laughs> 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 and it's all good. Yeah, I like this bit because he's just like spotting them away like flies. Yeah. At oh. one point he hits one square in the head and he's like, piss off! <laughs> yeah, the worst thing he does, he puts a kid's head through a car window which is yeah you might as well kill him like <laughs> <No>, that's, <laughs> that's concussion a large it, concussion it's a concussion but he'll learn his lesson that scar kid better be back for extraction too because they built him up and then just ended with a fart his story he yeah. killed him yeah. but just, just it wasn't like a showdown or anything um, yeah so amir is the kid with the gun and the scar and the scar and i just wrote down indian kid is terrible I think you could have said kid is terrible (laughs) he was more a teenager and it's just like he was saying everything the same way this like big eye expression you really badass hero and he was saying everything like that and it's just awful don't they have like a large movie industry in India Bangladesh can they not get a better actor acting boy (laughs) So, this is the bit that, if I was going to properly lose interest at some point, this is the bit that I kind of lost interest, and I would have happily just gone up and gone to the toilet. It's where he goes to the safe house with David Harbour. Yeah. Um, I just wrote down, obvious backstabbing is obvious. Yeah. When is it going to happen? Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing as well. You know immediately what's going to happen, and yet there's like two or three scenes. Like, there's a scene where they sit down and they talk about it, Yeah. and then there's a second scene where he goes to see him the next day. 
and then the backstabbing happens. I like that there was some downtime, but yeah, I would have liked if they'd done something different with that character. There is one bit in this film that kind of ties in at the end. I want to see if you noticed it, so we're not going to talk about it till the end. Something the kid says. Chris Hemsrake is too manly for emotions, where there's the kid sleeping and he talks to David Harbour and some emotions come up and just walks away. It's too manly for emotions. Yeah, he starts crying. Yeah, but he walks away. It's a powerful scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was really good acting in mm. his part for that because he does start crying. And I think, you know, he probably would. You know, if you just yeah. sit in there, it's you just walk away because you don't really like... I don't know if it's your friend or... I don't know. I don't think I'd sit down and, and just cry in front of someone. I'd just leave. Try and put myself together and come back. I want to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to cry for two hours of watching yeah. Extraction. <laughs> From now on, it's all action. Yeah. Uh, this is the bit where Saju and Rake team up. Yeah. My question is, how does he know Sanju is trustworthy? Because he doesn't know fuck all about that guy. All he knows is that he came after him and he, he tried to murder him. I got the feeling... That the kind of there was a conversation that was had at some point where they thought about it. <laughs> what was weird to me is that Saju murdered his whole team, yeah, and he doesn't care about revenge for any of that. That's part of my criticism as well. Mm. So, what happens? Chris Hemsrake gives Sanju uh, the weapons, like a bag full of weapons, which is stored somewhere. Um, oh, yeah, his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, he gets the weapons from David Harbour. Oh yeah, fair enough. I was a bit confused about that, like, what, is he not going to shoot? But then he keeps some of them and keeps a grenade launcher. Grenade launcher, yeah. 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 I wrote down, shooty, 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 my eyes glaze over, and then just an emoji of my eyes (laughs) rolling over. (laughs) He had time to do a drawing of your eyes rolling over. I feel like, because you said about it earlier, the end of the film where they're just murdering a whole bunch of policemen mm-hmm. it feels like um you know gta yeah like they've progressed to five stars <laughs> and now the military is after them yeah and the tanks are going to show up soon and and it's not even pretended to be grounded at this point mm-hmm. it's just shooty shooty bang bang I, I don't know what it is but i just find that boring you know i need something else it's certainly less interesting at this point my favorite parts of the film were when he's like in a room with like three people and it's a brutal kind of hand-to-hand combat and there is a point where you can get away with like shooting but it's like john wick people coming in from different parts of the room you know and he's got to turn and react quickly whoever reacts the quickest but this is just him walking along a bridge you know what it also reminded me of and this movie i don't know if it's in the recesses of your mind no one remembers this movie hardcore henry Remember I Hardcore did see Henry? Hardcore Henry. Is that the first person one? That's the first person. That's oh, what, I really enjoyed that. That's what that. this reminded me of. I, I guess that's almost like a proto-John Wick mm-hmm. movie. I don't know if John Wick was first, but it certainly felt like it. Yeah. I think that's better. I think John Wick does it better. I think Hardcore Henry does it better. Well, John Wick, I didn't watch all the way through because I was bored to shit. <laughs> um, Hardcore Henry, the POV stuff was interesting, so I, that kept me going. There's really nothing to say about this point. There's just a helicopter gets shot out of the sky at one point. Someone yeah. shoots an RPG at a helicopter. Someone... Sanju dies. Sanju dies. And I wrote down, no, not Sanju. <laughs> I care about him so much. Because they, <laughs> they linger in him so long. I, I've really grown attached to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that side character. Because they really... That's like two lines of dialogue. Yeah, they whip out the slow-mo and everything. They whip out the slow-mo, the, the emotional music. Oh, no, not Sanju. Saju. Saju. 
<laughs> Didn't even bother to learn his name. I don't no. know how little you care about him. <laughs> yeah, so Saju dies. This is where you see Nick being a badass. She's got a sniper. There's a bad sniper and a good sniper, and the bad sniper's shooting all the good people, and the yeah. good people shooting the bad all snipers, the bad sniper's the colonel. The corrupt colonel. Yeah. Do you know he hasn't he hasn't got a name? He's just called Colonel for the entire film. That doesn't surprise me. And what I found really funny about this the whole way through is the bad drug lord. He's like standing on top of his like expensive house with binoculars, just looking at the bridge. You couldn't see fuck all, man. You, what would you see from binoculars? Yeah, that's the thing. I was hoping he would be somehow dragged into it, like physically. So Chris Hemsworth has to come. He was providing cover and distraction. Yeah. So he has to come to the forefront and defend. Yep. He joins the fight on the bridge. Yeah. And then that's it. More shooty shooty bang bang. And the kid gets over the bridge and Chris Hemsrake gets shot in the neck yeah, by, by the kid. Yeah, by the Scar kid. There's a few bits in this that actually do call back to the start of the film. So he says, You don't drown by falling into the river. You drown by staying submerged. Yeah. The end, he falls into a river. Yeah. Brings it full circle. Excellent writing. (coughs) Ah. I guess it is, but... That looked like it really hurt you to say. (laughs) (laughs) It did. It's an okay idea in a script that's the size of a post-it note. (laughs) Yeah. So then Tyler falls off oh my god I called him Tyler uh, <laughs> Hemsrake falls off a bridge falls in and, and he dies air quotes yeah. and the kid escapes and happy ending yeah uh, there's one more thing that you forgot to mention well which, there, there is a mop up at the end which caused my outburst of laughter which I couldn't stop but I really tried to I tried to be respectful <laughs> so the drug lord is peeing yep and then you run all and Nicky, Nick, Nick, yeah, Nick comes in and looks over, and the shot was perfectly lined up. So she whips out her penis, <laughs> <laughs> like just up her dress and just starts pissing. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But that's it. That's it. that was. I was laughing at that so hard. Because like, what an ending to the film that yeah. would have been. <laughs> Because <laughs> it, it was like perfectly lined up for that comedy shot. He just had to pan down. <laughs> just like. <laughs> no, she shoots him in the face. Yeah. Rightly so. I quite like this bit as well because she shoots him in the head and she stays there. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but as she walks away, the bottom of her dress goes through the blood of his brain oh, okay. and it like drags it across oh. the bathroom floor. I thought she's dragging something else. <laughs> Enough of your obsession. <laughs> uh, I still don't like that scene, though, because I don't like that this drug lord was really built up. And then, yeah, some lady characters barely in the film has to kill him. Like, it's not narratively satisfying. Yeah, I never really got, like, that Nick and Hemsworth were friends. Like, yeah. she was his boss. Yeah. He, she gave him a job and he went into the thing. So there's, there's no reason for her to take revenge. It's just the hero needs to do these things. No. You know, you need to take out your uh, fake death scene for that to work. But still, it would have been more satisfying. Yeah, and then we cut to the kid. And he's on a diving board. Yeah. Mirroring the first scene that we meet Chris Hemsworth. And what I didn't understand is, why does the kid do this? Because he didn't see 
Chris Hemsworth do it. He didn't have any connection to that in any way. He just happens to do the same thing. The bigger question is, why does Chris Hemsworth hang around the kids' pool? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at half naked Indian boys. He went to visit... Oh, the pool. <laughs> I've forgotten the kid's name. Look. Uh, Ovi. Yeah, so he goes to visit Ovi. And creepily looks at him through the bushes. He's, he's not in the bushes. He's standing by the edge of the pool. And it's, we don't know if it's him. Who knows? Yeah. It's supposed to be ambiguous. It's not. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> no, really. I wondered whether or not they actually got Chris Hemsworth to do that scene. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it's actually him. That's mm. the biggest mystery of that scene. Mm. Or they just got some random guy. It would be really cheap to do that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you don't see Chris Hemsworth, his face is a completely different person. And then that's the end of the film. Yay! I ironically clapped at the end. I authentically clapped at the Whoa. end. Wow! <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a you know, it's a action film. Yeah. <laughs> it's a non-stop action. Wow! It's an action film. <laughs> it is pretty much a non-stop action film. Yeah. Again, I need something else to really enjoy that kind of film. I'm not a manly man, you know. Really? I'd rather see Barbie. Than this, <laughs> yeah. Even as a kid, I I hated playing with soldiers and shit. Even when I had like Spider-Man action figures, because I had second-hand action figures, his arm was missing, <laughs> and it's like the whole play was whole story of a soap opera of how Spider-Man is dealing with his arm loss. I was a weird kid. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Maybe if it's like even more ridiculous and stylized, I would have enjoyed it. Or there's more story, I would have enjoyed it. But it's kind of this middle-of-the-road kind of approach, which, you know, for me, it's just boring. Mm. I haven't done any of my fun facts. I'm upset by this, actually. <gasps> Already failing as a podcast. So I'm going to have to record some fun facts. You're just going to put oh. them in at random intervals. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to put it at the end. Okay. <laughs> so at various points in this project, both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis were attached to B. Tyler. I've read that. I was wondering... What this script was hanging around for like thirty years? It can't be. It's based on a graphic novel by the Russo brothers. Yeah, it would have been a very different film if you put an old geezer like Bruce Willis in it. Ninety-nine million people watched this film. It is Netflix's most watched film to this day. I'm not sure it's to this day, but certainly at the time. So I don't usually trust these numbers because it's, this is not like a box office. This is like Netflix said, yeah, kind of thing. If you like action movies, you'll like it. Cool. I even recommend it, just not to the people who are into what I'm into. You know, it's very bog standard. It's a very Father's Day dad movie. Okay. <laughs> when Father's Day comes, they always have the shops. They have the little stand, and it's yeah, just yeah. full of Bruce Willis movies. Mm-hmm. It would be nice on there, and that's it. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Wait. What? Oh, you think, oh we you, got you think you think you're getting out of this? <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening to <laughs> I Heard Your Movie. Anyway, see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> so we're watching John Carpenter's The Thing next. Okay. Pretend you're surprised that I haven't said this before to you that by accident. Okay. What? <laughs> um, you said that you are quite sure you're not going to like it. I'm quite sure I'm not going to like it. I don't like horror films in general. Not a massive fan of... Mr. Russell, Kurt Russell, and I don't like the production values of, like, 80s films. Okay. 
I have a feeling you might like it. Yeah? You were going to break the format again. We've just come <laughs> back from like format breaking, high life and wet hot American summer. No, because the format is that <laughs> even though it's out of your comfort zone, I still think you might like it. Okay. It's still a gamble. Yeah. Whether you just, <laughs> you just torture me, that's yeah. your format. <laughs> I still hope that you like it. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, thank you from and goodbye from I hope you like my movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a catchy name, so, you know. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and most importantly, share, because we'd like our audience to grow and we'd like our community to grow. Yeah. Give us five stars on Spotify. I just realized today that's the thing. Is there a rating system on Spotify? Apparently, yes. Oh, wow. Surely today. We, we researched this well. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>